Dang, that was the most awkward taco bump in ever, and it looks like Nick's back on the force. This week on The Pour Over, Joe and Dale continue their discussion on Dead to Me 2. Listen in as they chat about episodes 5 and 6 of the new season. Let's pour it all over. Hey friends, welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Dale. And Joe. Each week we bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing that many of us depend on each morning, coffee. Today we're going to continue our discussion on Dead to Me 2, the sequel to the Netflix show originally released last year. It stars Christina Applegate and Linda Cardellini. But before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Portover Boys. What's up, Joe? Yeah, man. What's up? I'm doing pretty Not good, much. man. How are you? That's good. That's good. Yeah, I'm doing pretty good, too. Nice. Cool. Yeah. How's, how's your coffee been? What's been going on in the, in the coffee Shoo. world? Man. Um, yeah, I've been drinking the Audacity coffee. I picked that up yeah. um, kind of a while ago, and I'm almost done. Uh, oh, that was quick. Yeah, mm, both bags. Yeah. Oh shoot! <laughs> really missed the fresh coffee, huh? Yeah, I know. I like. Um, I uh, finished the small bag. The uh, I hate being quarantined pretty mm-hmm. quick, and then I switched over to the um, the Peru, and that's been really good too. But um, I probably got about, mm, I would say maybe like ten drinks left. Okay, that's pretty good. Yeah. Nice. You gonna buy again from Audacity? What was the what's the review? Uh, review. Hmm. I I like them. I, I this one was good. It was um the tasting notes are creamy chocolate and toffee with a bright hmm. finish, and um I definitely get the coffee flavor. It it has that kind of or sorry not coffee <laughs> the chocolate flavor. <laughs> it has a yeah it has a coffee flavor too, but. The chocolatey flavor I get for sure, like yeah. just that, like cocoa, like you know, like when you crack open like a like a cocoa powder jar and you get that that mm-hmm. aroma, that chocolate, that kind of savoriness. Um, I get that with um, this cup, and um, it is like yeah, it's pretty bright. Like it has a nice kind of tangy kind of quality to it. So um, yeah, I, and you know, this is a single origin, and actually it was interesting going between the single origin and the blends mm. because with the blend um you kind of get just like you know um a good cup that's like just not as fruity i would say mm. but with the single origin with this one in particular you get you get more of that like fruity quality that coffee has you know you get more of that like um distinctiveness and um you know with the blend you kind of you know that's like a common profile i think that you can you can more easily associate with um like a you know you know just drips that we get at different coffee mm-hmm. shops but like you know with the single origin you really get that distinctiveness and it, most oftentimes i think with single origins you get that fruitiness like you you kind of mm-hmm. feel closer to the bean so to speak you know like it's not like muddled by you know other beans like you kind of just get to taste one fruit yeah yeah what about you, man? How's your coffee been? It's been it's been all right. I'm, I'm kind of at that point where the old supply is starting to run out, and I'm oh. I'm still like waiting to re up basically. Because like I said before, I kind of had like a lot of coffee, so the coffee I'm drinking right now is a bit older than I would normally have the coffee beans. Okay, uh, it's probably been about like a month and a half. I think I'm 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 about mm. like 
like one or two more drinks of the methodical coffee that I talked about before from Rwanda. Yeah. Super good when it's fresh. Now it's not so fresh, so I Uh-oh. think you can tell. I mean, it's still like actually surprisingly today, um, the the drink I made was pretty good. Still using the Flare Neo, you know. Oh, nice. Espresso. Every day. Yeah. Uh, pretty much. I made two pour overs with a V60 maybe over the past like two weeks. Uh huh. So yeah, yeah, I've been using the Flare basically every day. Wow. And yeah, I mean, I'm enjoying it. That's still, dope. Still man. using it. Yeah. Dude, so. if I could have espresso every day, that. That would be nice. That's that's a that's very attractive to me. That idea. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You check it out, man. Um, you know, I got the carrying case with the Neo, so I'll bring mm. it over sometime. Okay. Yeah, okay. Yeah. You try it out. See what you yeah, think. Yeah, I welcome that. Yeah. So <laughs> it's good. I, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, but you know, other coffee development news. I don't think I mentioned it last week uh, or last time we recorded. Mm-hmm. Um, but. I'm diving into the coffee roasting game, man. Ooh, yeah. yeah you texted yeah. me about that. Yeah, so I, you know, something I I mentioned before on, on the show, I, you know, think about it on and off. I feel like everyone that gets into coffee, like, is a thing that, you know, you think about. Like, is yeah. that something I really want to dive into, really want to explore? Right. So, you know, finally, I just I just went for it. and. Mm. We'll see. I'm waiting for this roaster to come in. It's, okay. it's called the Hive Roaster. I, you know, I'll put a link okay. in the show notes. It's a really new company. I think the guy's been making it for less than a year. And so, and it's mm. a fully like manual handheld espresso. Mm. Uh, I mean, not espresso. Uh, uh, roaster. Coffee roaster. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's not electric. It's not a machine. You don't turn it on. You, you have to hold it above like a flame and you got to move it mm. with your arm, you know, the whole time. But oh, for some wow. reason, that really appealed to me a lot yeah. more than buying like a machine. Wow, like, interesting. Yeah, because usually, you know, they're, they're I, you know, I've been doing my research, so I'm, I, I've been watching tons of videos and stuff on coffee roasting. You know, yeah. like the Vmores, which is like a big conventional oven. You know, there's all these different things, popcorn poppers that people use. Mm-hmm. But for some reason, all those like didn't really appeal to me as much. Mm-hmm. Plus, they kind of cost more. I mean, the popcorn popper is the cheapest option. Uh, but like the big machines cost they they can cost a lot oh yeah i'm sure yeah yeah so this one it just seems i don't know it's like on on that vibe of like the manual and you're like pour over everything is just you like and this similarly is just all you and that is kind of i don't know how to describe i'll put a picture i guess or something but it kind of you it's almost like putting a pan over the stove top but there's also like a lid Okay. And then you kind of just spin it, and you kind of kind of do it that way. Mm. And so you have full control, um, for better or for worse. So, so we'll see. I never really looked too closely at coffee being roasted, but aren't there oils that come out? You know, like yeah. what happens to those oils? Are they going to be dripping out of the the roaster? Oh no, I don't think the oils are that that much. So like, yeah. it was interesting when I was um doing some of the research. You know, it's like. They the oil on the coffee kind of seasons the the roaster sort of Ooh, kind of like a cast like iron a cast you know how you, you get it seasoned over time so like yeah I was reading dope. some of like the FAQs are like the first time like the beans might stick a little bit um, okay. to the roaster because it's not seasoned with oil but over over time it'll, it'll get a little bit better wow. so yeah and yeah so I'm I'm Man. I actually picked up some green coffee today oh um, wow Addison okay. Coffee Roasters yeah you're so. real serious. Yeah, it, it's so much cheaper, dude. Really? Like, 
Uh, well, one How like Addison and Coffee Roasters is a little bit cheaper, anyways, compared to some of the other roasters. Um, I would say like the roasted coffee. I don't know, twelve, thirteen, fourteen for a pound, depending what what bean you're buying. Mm-hmm. And then for the green coffee that I got today, so I got um, I got one from Colombia, one from Brazil. They're oh. each about like five dollars and thirty cents a pound. Whoa, so that's more than fifty percent off. Much cheaper, yeah, yeah. So, wow, yeah, not not too bad. I mean, I I will see how the roast goes. I'm still yeah. waiting for the roaster, but yeah, I'm pretty much you know I'm ready. I'm gonna give it a try. See how it goes. Dang, interesting new developments from Dilly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Man, so you're the coffee gear guy. Kinda, yeah. I I can fall down that rabbit hole. That's why I like. <laughs> I I saw this. I was reading about it, and then I was like, "Ooh, I'm I'm kind of interested." But then mm-hmm. I had to, I had to catch myself. I was like, "Nah, nah." Like, make sure this is a thing I want to do. Yeah. Before I just go spend money on it. Mm. But yeah, that kind of that kind of actually ties to my coffee thoughts a okay. little bit. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. um, obviously with coffee, like we've said, every aspect of coffee, you could spend all the money you want or yeah. not, and like it's still okay. And so you know, I was doing a bunch of research and stuff and it's just thinking like you know sometimes does does the gear get in the way of like the hobby or like your interests right the thing you're actually passionate about like right when does like the money the gear all that become the primary thing right Mm. because like you know i was looking like one day like what i i've kind of told myself i don't really want to go any deeper into espresso than just using the flare like i have right now mm-hmm. um because it just gets so technical you gotta get a good grinder like right. all that stuff right yep. uh, and i was just looking into it, it's like so much money and i was like what i do now with coffee i'm actually pretty happy with like it's mm-hmm. not like it's bad right and so getting into that like looking at the grinders that could cost you know, like five times more than the grinder I have right now. Mm-hmm. Like, is it worth it? So, yeah. yeah. Right, so it's right, kind of right. like, yeah, when when does that kind of get in the way of the thing you're actually interested in? Mm. So. When you stop, you know, I think it's when you stop really enjoying it. Yeah. You know, or or you just get so much gear that, like, you got to start giving stuff away, you know? Mm. I, I don't know. Like, I, I think about the, like, first getting into a hobby like if you were to get into cycling and Mm. you wanted to get you know the top of the line bike and you like save up all this money you get this bike and you got it's got like hydraulic brakes it's got electronic Mm. shifters like it's got all these things but like ultimately it's the act of riding it that's like Mm -hmm. where the enjoyment comes it's not from having top of the line everything yeah. Or even multiple bikes, for that matter, because you know that's that's kind of like what you're talking about with like getting too deep into the rabbit hole. You know, mm-hmm. um, talk about like people getting like uh, multiple brewers and like multiple like grinders and, and stuff like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, man, I, that's that's interesting. Like, I would say it's when you when you start to lose enjoyment in mm-hmm. in your in in the coffee making process. You know. Yeah, no, that's that's a good point. That's why, like, I think I really wanted to see what my motivation was. Was it like I just want more coffee stuff, mm-hmm. or is it because I actually want to try roasting and understand coffee just on this different level that I haven't right. before? Is it going to you know, enhance like yeah. your your coffee experience? You know, 
Yeah, yeah. And I was like reading some some threads and stuff, and people were, were one one guy said, you know, don't don't get into roasting to save money. Get into roasting because you actually want to learn how to roast the coffee and understand Ooh. it in that way. Because honestly, like if you're just looking for some like end product or something, then like and you don't like that process, it's, it's not gonna be worth it to you. Mm, true. Um, it's true. like just That's just go buy take. the bean that will actually probably be better anyways um, right. from from like a professional. And like, I'm like, okay, yeah, I think that makes sense, which I think is like me trying to pare down things that I don't actually get joy from, you know. Um, but then maybe it's, it's still worth it to then invest in the fewer things where I'm like, oh, yeah, I actually really enjoy this. So like mm-hmm. coffee is really one of those for me where I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm, I'm going to go a little bit more into it without diving all the way and just like throwing my savings account away. But <laughs> Um, as much as is reasonable. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good stuff. Yeah. Good stuff. So we'll see in the future, you know, we'd be like, what you've been drinking? I'd be like, the coffee I roasted myself. <laughs> Even yeah. though it tastes terrible. It's all yeah. burnt and unevenly roasted. I'm still drinking <laughs> it. Yeah. And then you'd be like, you know, in two years, the coffee that I just picked from my, my bush <laughs> in the backyard. Uh, yeah, I moved to Ethiopia and I kind of feel <laughs> like working on a coffee farm. Yeah, you try and get on the proxy to like watch our shows, like oh, put man. in America. Yeah, yeah. That that'd be that'd be an interesting turn of events <laughs> in my life. But yeah. Yeah, man. What what about you? What have your coffee thoughts been? What what else been going on? Man, um, yeah, coffee thoughts. Hmm. I um my coffee thought is based on kind of the show that we're about to talk about. Yeah. Is Arby's underrated or overrated? Ooh. Ooh. Do you, I mean, is there Arby's near where you are? I feel like they're not, there they're is. few and far between, you know, there's not that many. There is an Arby's near me and I can tell you I've never been there. I've, <laughs> it's super close. Like it's like less than maybe like 10 minutes away by oh, foot. Oh, wow. And um, I've been to pretty much every joint around it except Arby's. Hmm. So, why, why is that? I don't know. I mean, this is like where my question comes from. It's like I crave Arby's sometimes, hmm. and like I meats. think, I think it is underrated. But at the same yeah. time, I, I I don't I just don't find myself going there. You know? Yeah, that's so interesting. I think I'm in the same boat, and that like I feel like I know where an it. Arby's is. It's like you know, like fifteen, ten, so less than fifteen minutes from from my house. I should drive by like all the time. There are other restaurants like across the street that I go to all the time. Yeah, and then there's there's Arby's, and I always see it. I'm like, oh yeah, there's Arby's. Yeah, I should there. get Arby's. Yeah. yeah, and I've probably only been there once in like <laughs> the thirteen years that I've lived here. You know, like yeah. So it's it's one of those. That there's like a nostalgia factor where yeah. I I think I used to go more as a kid. Mm. Where I'm like, oh yeah, Arby's got the curly fries, you know, mm-hmm. all that different stuff. Like it's it's good. Like yeah. there's nothing like bad about it. Whereas I say, you know, like Burger King is bad now. Oh you my know? gosh, that's that's just dude a fact. <laughs> Fox, it Mon, used to be good, but yeah, yeah, yeah. BK no more. But no, I feel like Arby's is like this. It's still solid, but yeah. then I just don't think about it. Yeah, like, I don't know why. Yeah, like I want to say it's underrated, but like my behaviors tell me that it's like overrated, and I don't yeah. ever go there. But I think it's just like I don't know, like to no fault of their own, like a little bit forgettable because mm. they got ads out the wazoo. Like you see yeah. Arby's ads everywhere. Yeah, and um, like. They're still in business. So, like, people mm. must really love Arby's. I can't say the same for, like, Captain D's or, like, 
like Long John Silver's though, because oh yeah, I mean like nobody's going there, but they seem <laughs> to be around. Um, same for Burger King. Yeah, so I don't know, like, um, you know, because with COVID, the pandemic, all that kind of stuff, like there there have been some like staple restaurants and businesses around here that have been closing, you know, sadly, mm-hmm. unfortunately. And yeah. it's one of those because there's there's this boba shop, you know, Tap House. I mean, you, you you've been there, yeah, um, yep. Where they they're actually they're closing, they're, they're going out of business, mm-hmm. and they're they're one of the like original boba places in yeah. Dallas. And yep. like everyone, when we heard about that, we're like, oh no, you know, like oh, this Tap House used to go there all the time. It's this whole deal, yeah. But I'm like, but we choose Chose to not, not go, to go there, there anymore yeah exactly like, you know we, we go everywhere else now who's and now I we're mean, sad that they're closing where i'm yeah. like uh you know if they don't have the customers they have to close <laughs> so I, I don't know i think there's like Isn't perspective that so hypocritical like yeah like we're so like um it's the same thing with like i think i don't know like maybe tv shows like mm. things that like really oh man like I love that show back in the day. Like, man, that show was my childhood. It's like, bro, you haven't watched that show for like 20 years. Like, what Mm. are you talking about? Like, of course it's your childhood, but like, uh, I don't know. I just think it's like, there was a, um, there was an OG kind of like tapioca place in Houston called Mm. Lolly cup. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Were there lolly cups in Dallas? Um, I think in Utah actually, dude, like I've been to one. You remember Lolly Cup? Like they, they're super old school. Like their yeah. cups were like that cheap, like flimsy plastic. <laughs> you drop on you the know, ground, it's gonna blow up. It's gonna blow. The plastic's gonna fall right <laughs> off. Like you know, they they don't use the they don't use like the the lids. They use like the plastic lid with the yeah. with the you know they gotta pierce it in and then yeah. um you know if you do it yourself you're gonna get all of your pants. Like yeah, man, Lolly Cup was like I felt like those are the times where like you didn't care about like mm. the milk tea, like the flavor and like the, yeah. the nuance. And like, there wasn't like Hokkaido milk, milk tea. Mm. There wasn't like, you know, even Earl gray milk tea, honey, Jasmine milk tea. Like yep. you just had like straight up <laughs> black milk tea, green mm. milk tea <laughs> and boba. And then like maybe some other like toppings, but, um, yeah, man, lolly cup. Yeah, dude. So, you know, I, th- I feel like Arby's might just, like, be in there where, is it like, even when I think uh, about places I used to go to in college where I'm like, oh, yeah, I love these restaurants. I used to go mm-hmm. there, like, all the time. And now I, I go after college and I'm like, it's not that great. <laughs> like, <laughs> why did I like it back then? Yeah. Like, it's just fine, you know? So, yeah, I think the our perspective or our memory kind of deceives us sometimes mm-hmm. and sometimes it's more the appeal is more about like the Nostalgia. atmosphere or some yeah some type of other thing that we tie to that place mm-hmm. but then it's like our like you said our actions show that's not you know in terms of like pure food stuff maybe not right so the, the curly fries are not a big enough draw to be like <laughs> arby's is the best i guess i don't know oh, what about that french dip though Ooh, I mean, it, again, I want to say, I, about to, I was about to say, like, oh, yeah, that's pretty good. But, like, when's the last time I had that? And when's the last time you went to McAllister's and had theirs? Oh, you know? yeah. Well, I, actually, I think I've been there more recently than Arby's. <laughs> but still, Sad. a couple of years. Yeah. Oh, man. Well, speaking of uh, of loss and grief, um, let's talk huh. about Dead to Me too. You know, yeah. the show that we've been talking about. 
Uh, we're on episodes five and six now, but um, just to give y'all kind of a background, Dead to Me 2 is a follow-up season to the hit show Dead to Me, which premiered last year. Uh, Dead to Me explored the topics of loss, grief, and forgiveness through the hilarious friendship of Jen and Judy. This season, the tables have turned a bit for Jen and Judy with the murder of Judy, Judy's ex-fiance, Steve, and Judy's coping with his death. So, yeah, Dylan and I watched um, episodes five, which is called The Price You Pay, and episode six, which is called um, You Don't Have To. Um, and just to give you all kind of a background of, you know, what happened, you know, the show picks up right after Charlie takes Steve's car on that extra long joy ride and Jen and Judy getting rid of the freezer that was um, that had Steve's body in it. In spite of this, um, Jen can't seem to shake her trauma from killing Steve that night all while having trouble affording her mortgage. Um, This trauma was culminated when uh, Ben was actually at her house and he was helping her uh, with her back. So as Ben was giving her um, chiropractic, Jen was like sobbing about what happened that night and Ben embraces her after transitioning to a night of enjoying Karen's orange, (laughs) her orange (laughs) wine. Um, In the meantime, Judy is getting a lot closer to Michelle and the two form an intimate relationship. Judy and Michelle have so much in common from cooking to difficult relationships. Suddenly, late at night, Charlie calls Jen about running out of gas in Steve's Mercedes. Mm. So Jen and Judy rush to the scene. Um, Jen's livid to find Charlie and Parker with the Mercedes in the middle of the night. And after having a flashback about the night Ted left for a run and the night that Steve was killed, Jen hastily pours the gasoline on the car, smokes a cigarette, and lights the car on fire. So in episode six... Jen tries to cover up her tracks by bribing Parker to, del- to delete all her pictures on of her joyride with Charlie. Turns out Charlie's a micro-influencer, which um, <laughs> means she makes uh, a little bit of money. And um, she is convinced to delete those pictures with $1,000 from Jen, which I guess she has even though she can not pay her mortgage. Um, Charlie gets grounded and loses his bedroom door. Um, also Henry's Holy Harmonies concert is tonight, but he's got the butterflies to which Judy kindly offers a banana to soothe his stomach. Um, Judy then finds herself at the police department to talk to officer Perez about Steve's absence. Judy plays voicemails from Steve that night. Um, and Steve is crazy, man. Like no surprise. Mm. His voicemails are wavering from death threats to pleading with Judy to come back to him. Uh, Meanwhile, Ben reveals that his home life is a wreck uh, with his parents with uh, grieving Steve's death, and Jen helps Ben with um, hooking him up with a new beachfront rental. Um, He also reveals that a reward is out for Steve's whereabouts, which Charlie kind of hears in the background. Suddenly, Ben reveals that the station may have Steve's body, and Jen accompanies him to see it. Fortunately or unfortunately, it is not him, but Ben and Jen share a bonding moment over it. The same is happening in a more normal way with Judy and Michelle, who get blazed over old-timey songs and go for tacos. In the most awkward encounter ever, mm. they bump into none other than ex-detective and ex-boyfriend Nick. Jen's smoking habit appears to have gotten to Charlie, and she finds him smoking a cigarette at the house that she's selling. Uh, Jen tells Charlie that he can't be smoking and says that he can do whatever he wants when he becomes an adult. Uh, because when he's older, he's going to have to deal with some pretty crappy stuff. To which Charlie replies, like I haven't. Mm. At the end of the episode, the whole gang ends up at the Holy Harmonies concert where Henry's slated to perform a solo. Henry, not having a great night um, and also not hitting those falsettos, 
dips out with the family to go to have a night at the arcade. Uh, we get to see everyone have a good time. We see relationships blooming. Um, and Judy splits from the group and heads back to Michelle's apartment, which we actually find out that Michelle's apartment is the same place that uh, her ex is in. We find out that earlier, but we found out that ex is Detective Perez. Ooh. And also turns out that Nick gets back on the force and on the case, and we see him at the scene with Steve's burnt-up Mercedes. Ooh. So that was episodes five and six. Um, I spent a little bit more time talking about six, but man, Dill, what did you think about these two episodes, and what do you think about where we are right now in the season? Yeah, these, again, like, I don't know, it's just working out where, like, the two episodes we talk about, I feel like they just kind of go together really well. Because mm-hmm. um, in these two episodes, we really see these relationships forming and developing. Like, yeah. kind of starts in five, or kind of been going on with, with uh, Judy and Michelle, I guess. Um, but especially Ben and Jen. Like, right, a little right, bit more right. in five where I'm like, oh, is this, oh the, yeah. is this the direction they're taking it? Like, and then a little bit more in six. So... That's interesting. I'll be honest. I was surprised that this became like a, a focus for the show. Because I feel like like these relationships and, and like, oh. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like in general, like Jen and Judy, like getting these uh, romantic relationships, these other mm-hmm. friendships and stuff. Um, yeah. Because like we said before, you know, they intentionally skipped over their disposal of like Steve's body. Right. Which I'm like, okay, they're really honing in on Jen and Judy. And now I'm like, oh, now we're looking at this other stuff that's sort yeah. of them apart. Which, I mean, it is, is intentional, I'm sure. Yeah. But I was like, oh, that's interesting. I didn't expect it. Right. They're so. kind of expanding um, the universe, right? They're, they're yeah. kind of expanding the universe of Dead to Me and growing Jen and Judy's like mm-hmm. relationships with other people, which is, is kind of exciting. Yeah, I mean, I think it is a good thing. Like, they can only, it can only be just Jen and Judy for so long. Mm-hmm. I think so it, it's uh, it makes sense for the show to introduce new characters and stuff I'm curious where it's gonna go like yeah you know obviously the Steve stuff is gonna come back um and mm-hmm. but it's yeah for for a moment there it felt a little bit random that they were mm-hmm. just like focused basically like taking a break from everything else that was happening yeah but I think it makes sense to kind yeah. of build out the characters build out the world like you said there's like yeah. you're, you're right there there is definitely going to be something that comes back to bite them there are so many little like threads out there you mm-hmm. know that connect them to steve like you know judy having the um telling ben about the rock the petrified rock yeah and then like didn't she leave it there at steve's grave or something like she uh, talked i think about she, throwing she it mailed away. it back oh she mailed it that's right yeah yeah you know, like that's Skep, and then also, um, you know, Karen now is like basically knows the whole thing. Yeah. You know, but <laughs> terrible Karen. <laughs> she's the worst, and yeah. um, like, yeah, like Jen is like trying to cover that up, but it's like so stinking obvious. And like, I think Steve, if I mean Ben, if he were to like actually, you know, really think about it, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, it, it it just all leads back to Jen, like. Yeah, in yeah. my notes, I was like, Ben is either super dumb or just <laughs> too nice. I, I don't really know. Yeah. Like, he, he can't be that oblivious, you know? There's, like, something there, but... Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, but that just the idea though of like Ben and Jen together, like their names rhyme, is cool, <laughs> like you know, beautiful people, whatever. But like <laughs> on Jen's side, like that you you kill this man's twin. Like, yeah, it's real messy. Like, it's weird, man. It's really weird. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, this show is is interesting. I mean, you could tell like at the end of episode six, like they were feeling each other. Like Jen was mm-hmm. feeling Ben. Oh, ben. Yeah. I think Ben from the start was already kind of making yeah. moves, <laughs> you know? Um, and then, yeah, like Michelle and um, Judy, like uh, Michelle from the get go was kind of putting out feelers, trying, yeah. trying to figure out like, you know, what Judy's orientation is and kind of like what her um, kind of situation has been in the past. Um and, you know, got even juicier when we find out that Judy's ex is Detective Perez, who um, has been working on this case with um, with Judy. And, you know, oh, so yeah, Michelle's ex. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, sorry. Yeah, I might have misspoke there. Yeah. Yeah. Like that. And that whole development with Michelle and Judy, I was like, obviously, Michelle's interested in a you know romantic way. And I just like the way Judy's character is. I was like is judy is she aware of this you know Mm -hmm. i for me i was was just not really sure i feel like the responses weren't super clear in terms of what judy's interest was Mm -hmm. Um, but then you know they went all in so now now they're they're involved so yeah everything is very complicated though yeah it's all overlapping um yeah nick nick is back in it and you know he knows like everything like you know like he he had been it since the get-go um, you know, I, I don't know if he knows about, um, well, he doesn't know about Jen and Steve, mm. but I mean, I'm sure he knows that Steve's gone, like he's missing, you know, I'm sure he's read about that mm-hmm. and all that stuff. And, and it doesn't take too much to make the connection between, you know, Ted and Steve and Steve and Jen, you know, mm-hmm. so it's going to get crazy. I mean, we only got four episodes left, so it's, it's going to get pretty, pretty intense, you know? Yeah, yeah. And then, you know, it's, I feel like this still, it still maintains a general theme of, you know, Jen, mostly Jen, but Jen and Judy trying to keep it all together. But like mm-hmm. stuff still slipping through the cracks, like stuff they haven't really accounted for, especially, um, it was like Charlie and Parker stealing Steve's <laughs> car, basically. Yeah. And then she's wearing that like TKG arts hat. Yeah, it's obviously his Steve's gallery and like all these little things. Like they're trying their hardest to keep it together and mm-hmm. keep control, but they can't. Right? It's just too many moving parts. If like that, right. that still continues through. Speaking of things that might point back to Jen and Judy or Steve or whatever, um, remember when Charlie opened up that little um, little um, zip container in in the Mercedes and found like the flash drive. And then he put on the sunglasses mm. um, and there was a phone in there. It was like a flip phone in there oh, too. Oh yeah. Yeah. I wonder if that maybe didn't get burned up. I mean, it'd be, it'd be pretty hard to like believe that it didn't get burned up, but yeah. they showed that pretty explicitly. So I wonder how that's going to play into the crime scene when they find the burned up Mercedes or are they going to find the flash drive and mm. like what's in that flash drive, you know? Yeah, that's true. That's mm. we'll see, I guess. Yeah. I, I thought it was kind of random that Nick is just an officer again. 
Yeah. The last time we saw, the only time we saw him so far, he's like, nah, you know, I'm not, I'm not back into that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now I guess he is mm-hmm. for whatever reason. Well, you got to think that after seeing Judy with Michelle, he's he's got to have a little bit of like jealousy, you mm. know, maybe like a little bit of indictiveness of like, like you you hung me out to dry, like you 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 made me like this, and then now like you're happy and mm. you're with someone else, and I know all your secrets, like I know everything True. that happened, and like, you know, I'm I'm guessing he's getting back on this case to like get some kind of like retribution. Yeah, that's true. But I mean, it's like that that is his his expertise, his background, his career. So it makes sense that he would go back to become an officer. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I just feel like we just haven't seen enough of him. Mm-hmm. But they're setting him up to obviously be very important. But yeah. it's just in, in the grand scheme of all these characters, like, yeah, they just haven't been able to show that much of what's been going on on his side. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff that they kind of slipped in here in these last two episodes. You know, Nick coming back in, but also like things like um, this has kind of been playing out slowly in these in this first half of the season. Um, Jen's relationship with Lorna and mm, this whole yeah. thing about the house and like not being able to afford the mortgage and kind of like feeling like Jen can never separate herself from Lorna and that whole side mm. of the family, like she can't ever be like independent and like on her own. Um, you know, and, and Lorna like kind of lords that over her too. Like she talks yeah. about how like the worst thing in a moldy house is like a bitter woman, uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> you know, just like totally guilting her and like making her feel just some type of way about Ted no longer being here. Yeah. Um, so like, I wonder how that's like going to play out in the, in the final bits of this season. Yeah, yeah, like, Lorna never lets Jen forget anything, and, like, Lorna's, like, just waiting for Jen to, just something to happen to her, basically, I yeah. think, where she's like, oh, you know, you should, she's thinking she's, like, sick or something, and then also <laughs> just, like, yeah, all, all these things, um, yeah, I think her character is pretty funny. Yeah, um, yeah, she's pretty funny. Speaking of funny characters, like, Karen, going back to her, <laughs> I've had more reflection about her. And, yeah. you know, like we know, we all know who Karen's are, you know, we know who the Karen is in our world. Like we all know Karen is, um, you know, like, a, you know, um, 40 to 50 year old white woman with, uh, kind of that Bob haircut or whatever. Um, I guess this show might be like trying to sub- subvert stereotypes. Mm. So like Karen is not just this white woman, but like she's, she can also be like, these like suburban Asian women. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah okay. You fair. know, um, I don't know if the show is like trying to do that, but she was, you know, funny once again, awkwardly just in a, in a total, total cringy way, you know, coming over mm-hmm. and offering that <laughs> with, uh, <laughs> with Jen <laughs> and, uh, gosh, she's just like so cringy, man. I, yeah. It's just like chill. <laughs> Yeah, but then at the same time, you like feel feel kind of bad for her because you also know now right, like what's true. going on, right, with Jeff, true. her husband, right? Because mm-hmm. she comes over and she's like just out of town again, which to Jen, to us as audience, we pretty you much know, know what that means, mm-hmm. uh, and we just like ooh, like sorry, Karen, and mm-hmm. and she just she says that she's lonely, right? She just, she wants to be friends with Jen and just kind of hang out mm-hmm. and. Yeah, so at the same time, she's not just one-dimensional, I feel like. 
not yeah, totally true. at least true. and that yeah she she got stuff she's dealing with too um mm-hmm. that we we know the big parts of but we also don't know like what her day-to-day is like you know that kind right. of stuff um but then in terms of jen and then the rest of the story she just kind of serves to be annoying yeah she's kind but, of that, yeah yeah comedic relief yeah just kind of the annoying person in the background yeah you know, I, I, I liked the, I don't know what you call the, the writing or the cinematography or whatever, like the, the choice, mm. like in, in episode five, after Karen comes and is annoying, because um, uh, uh, Jen is having her back pain or whatever, all that kind of problems. Yeah. Obviously, Ben has got chiropractor, so he, he like tries to help her and stuff. And then like they they really go back and forth because this is when we're realizing like, oh, Jen and Ben, like or either they're just becoming friends at the very least and at this point mm-hmm. and then like judy and michelle are hanging out right and that's when michelle reveals like she's a chef she's at this restaurant oh, yeah. all this kind that's of cool right. stuff you know they're hanging mm-hmm. out they're having fun and i thought like the contrast with like basically mm-hmm. judy and michelle they're laughing and having a good time and then mm-hmm. jen with ben jen started Ooh. crying and bawling and like it's, it's, it's like a similar sound right you know like laughing crying like if you're hysterically crying like but then you're going back and forth and it's just like oh shoot like all these emotions it's just kind of back and forth um but at the same time they're both making new positive connections mm-hmm. so it's just like okay i, I appreciated that like contrast kind of back and forth um kind of presentation yeah yeah you know and maybe michelle and Ben are just perfect for them at this time, you know, like, you know, in the most physical way, like Jen's got a bad back and like Mm -hmm. Ben happens to be a chiropractor. So he's like helping her out there. And then, you know, Michelle, um, has this restaurant she's cooking for Judy and like making her feel special because, you know, Steve really never did that. And, you know, Judy's got the weed. So, like, mm-hmm. you know, they're all <laughs> kind of helping each other out. And, um, but it's just, like, it goes back to, like, the darkness in this show. Like, there's always that, like, thing in the back. Like, like you, you know the differences between them in, in those two relationships. But also, mm-hmm. like, the commonalities that they're both kind of holding out secrets still, mm. you know. Yeah, so I'm. I mean, I'm still interested to see where it goes. I think I'm still a little hesitant and just like I know it's gotta come back to Steve and all this, and so I'm just like, will will Ben and Michelle find out about these things, mm-hmm. um, or will will this sort of be like the tease and then like, oh, Jen and Judy are gonna move on, but they're not just kidding. Like, mm-hmm. I, I'm mm-hmm. just like, how important will Michelle and Ben be? Like right in the story right so i'm still like i'm still wondering like i think it could still go either way mm-hmm. um yeah obviously ben is much more complicated too because it's like yeah. his own family so yeah yeah and you wonder how like these characters are going to handle learning the truth too like you know mm-hmm. with you know with, with nick discovering the truth his his um his kind of prerogative last season was to actually help yeah you know, and then in this situation with Ben, with him being such a nice guy, like, what if he learns that Jen killed Steve? And and he knows Steve's not a good guy either. So, mm-hmm. like, you know, is is he gonna is he gonna be angry or is he gonna be kind of like under, understanding in some mm-hmm. way? And then, you know, with like Michelle, like she, 
I mean, I guess she really doesn't have any reason to to be upset at Judy, yeah. but to find the connection between her ex and Judy, you know, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I wonder wonder what's going to happen. Yeah, I think also just um, one one of the I feel like one of the low key things that are also is also like super important that I appreciate is just Jen's progressing relationship with her kids. Mm. Um, just like mm-hmm. Henry and Charlie, I feel like it's it's always there, but it's never in the spotlight. I feel like, yeah, um, in relation to everything else that's happening, but especially like on you know, both of these episodes dealing dealing with Charlie and like Parker, all that kind of stuff. Um, I think it, it was like yeah. hilarious. Like Judy tried to have a sex talk with him, yeah. and then later, like Jen awkwardly sort of tries to have one, like at the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so it's just funny, like, they're both awkward and terrible. Yeah. <laughs> but it's, like, endearing at the same time, right? And then, like, Jen is very mad at, at him, but then kind of comes around and is like, yeah, you can have your door back, mm-hmm. that kind of stuff. And then and also Henry's performance, right? Like, mm-hmm. Henry thinking Jen will just be disappointed um, mm-hmm. in, in him if he doesn't sing and, and do live up to the expectations or whatever. And so, yeah, I, I appreciate that they keep... Yeah that family dynamic in there and like right. it's i don't know if he'll ever really be that important like you know the, the, they they had charlie and parker sort of um cross over with steve just to mm-hmm. make it more interesting with his car and all that stuff right uh, ultimately they're still pretty separate though yeah um, but i feel like that is a story arc while never is going to be super important I, I think it helps round out jen's character and just um, all the other dynamics, like just adding to the layers, like it does. she still has kids. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And kind of how everything's affecting her relationship with her kids, you know, and, and the whole smoking thing, going back to that, like, mm. you know, Jen's been stressed out and like, um, you know, she's rubbing off on Charlie and, you know, her bad, bad habits are rubbing off on Charlie, but also her neglectfulness is like yeah. probably was driving Charlie to get caught up in drugs and I mean, smoking and then, also, you know, just his his desire to kind of be independent and be like, um, like going out for a joyride and like doing all mm-hmm. these risky behaviors, like that. You got to think that that stems from kind of um, Jen's absence in in her life, in his life, and 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 him coping with um, his dad being gone now. So, mm-hmm. and I think this these two episodes did show kind of like a little bit of redemption for Jen, like, you know, reconnecting Mm. with her, her sons. But like you said, like this could just be, mm, I I think it just shows like, you know, when it comes to parenting, like nobody's perfect, you know? And like, you know, like on some days you want to strangle your kids and on other days, like you, 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 you want to be kind to them and you want to be like understanding and, and then, you know, there's some days where you just want to go to arcade and like, you know, have fun. Yeah. Know? So that, that was nice. Yeah. Yeah. And they bring Ben and Michelle, all that. So, yeah. Yeah. And just think about Charlie too. I, I think it's funny how they use like stereotypes of people. Basically, we kind of, we talked about Karen, <laughs> you know, and then also, but like Parker though, she's mm, just a straight up yeah. young person, you know, like yeah. micro influencer. What's it called? Um, those, uh, TikTok girls, or isn't there yeah. a word for it? I oh, I, I think it used, used to E-boy. be like... Oh, yeah. There was like Visco Girl or Visco something like girl. that. Or just like really <laughs> basic. 
I, I like that she actually goes and explains to Jen what micro influencer, like yeah. all that stuff, which I actually I have no idea if that's even I a have thing. No idea, yeah. Um, but then they just like skip over it. Like they don't show us in the show, but then Jen actually just sits through and listens to her <laughs> talking about it. Yeah, and and then Parker like doesn't know what a check is. Yeah, I love like, that. Like I, I love that. It's hilarious. Wait, what are you writing down? They're like, are, are you, you drawing something? Like, yeah, are you drawing she's something. Like, are, are you serious? <laughs> and she's like, you got Venmo or something? And then Jen, you know again, like, just like doesn't know what that is either. So it's just these generational stereotypes, which mm-hmm. I think is just funny. Like, I mean, I don't know if Parker's character will ever be more well-rounded like Karen's, kind of. But like, still, I feel like it serves its purpose and it's fine. Right. Karen be like being the epitome of well-roundedness in this show. Yeah. <laughs> Like, man, she, she's like got so many layers. Yeah, yeah, you know, she's she the deepest character in this show. <laughs> you know what? What do the security cameras really mean? What does the orange wine really mean? Mm, why know. is it orange? Mm, mm. Number forty-five, Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, wow, I, I, I just like how how they include those uh, stereotypical people, but then like it's still funny. Like, okay, yeah, like, you, you see what they're doing still. Yeah. Man, well, yeah, man, all the characters on the show keep us coming back, all the funnies, but man, we got a lot of questions. We got a lot of things mm-hmm. to to that need answering before the final two episodes of the season. So we look forward to watching episodes seven and eight and then routing out this season um, pretty soon. So man, yeah. it's good talking to you, Dill. Yeah, definitely. I think we're where we should be at this point in the season. Mm-hmm. Like still, you know, a lot of interesting things, but still a lot of things unanswered. So, yeah, so we'll see. We'll see you next week when we talk about it. Yeah, but in the meantime, we're going to end like we do every week with our weekly segment, What's Making You Happy This Week, where we're sharing you know, one thing that's just giving us energy, good vibes. Um, yeah, try and keep it positive. So what's uh, what's making you happy this week, Joe? Yeah, um, what's making me happy this week is... Um, a colleague at work coming up to me and mm-hmm. just asking kind of what's up, what's, what's going on. Um, cause like a couple of days ago I was, I was in the building and, um, you know, we were just passing by each other. She was getting her classroom ready and, um, you know, she's like, Hey, what's up? How's it going? And I'm like, uh, it's okay. Like <laughs> not really <laughs> yeah. having a great day, kind of feeling down. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, we kind of just, I was kind of, I was being a little negative to be honest. Mm-hmm. Um, and we kind of just like split. And then today, like I, I was working in the office and she stopped by and just kind of like checked in with me. So um, that's what's making me happy with we- nice. happy this week. Just like, you know, someone reaching out and checking up on me. So, yeah, man. Oh, that's great. You know, got to have community, got to have friends, you know, wherever you can get that. So, yeah. What about you, man? What's making you happy this week? Yeah. You know, maybe small, but like. And just like new new music, um, oh, okay. like you know, at the time of this recording, you know, we we got some new new albums that just dropped. Uh, Logic just released his final album. Maybe oh, he, said, he said he's retiring. Um, yeah, he announced this week that he's gonna retire. So last night, you know, he re- released a new album. Uh, Taylor mm. Swift released a new album. I haven't listened to it yet. Um, but you know, new new music in the midst of pandemic. Yeah, um, yeah, it's good. New new stuff to listen to. Um, yeah. What's the easy. um? What's the Logic album called? I think it's No Pressure. No Pressure. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I haven't listened through yet, but you know, listened to the first like couple songs. So yeah, yeah. Yep. Nice new music. 
That's dope. Cool, cool. Yeah, it was good to talk, and we'll we'll uh, follow it up next time. Yes, sir. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic, one word. Thanks for joining us. Take care. Peace. Yeah. Yeah.